0: Welcome to Flip the Switch on Life podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Marie. I'm an embodiment life coach here to help you live an empowered and soulful life. I guide women towards self healing to take back their power so that they can start living life by their own rules and embrace their true authenticity. This podcast is your go-to where I will be giving you all the tools and resources to start the process of self-healing, doing the deep inner work, and developing your spiritual wellness. There is so much power in embodying your true self, but we often allow fear and comfortability control our lives, keep us playing small, and settling for less than we deserve. By learning to rewire your subconscious, you will discover your truest and your highest self. You will learn how to take back control and flip the switch on your life. So thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into the episode. Do you ever wonder how your mental and emotional state can play a role into how you're feeling and even physical symptoms? Today's guest is a dear friend of mine, an incredible health practitioner, Krista, who specializes in chronic illness, mystery symptoms, and overall emotional healing. Um, She has been somebody who has struggled with Lyme disease, with multiple eating disorders, um, and she's become really passionate about using her pain to purpose, to promise, Through Krista's education, she is a master in integrative health and also integrative nutrition, emotional eating, advanced gut, health and parts of memory therapy Um, and ultimately this conversation is going to bring you so much clarity into how our physical symptoms can manifest from our mental emotional and really ultimately you guys how everything is connected to everything so our anxiety our ADHD or any physical symptom fatigue IBS all of that stuff is so deeply connected to our mental and emotional and our stress states, and Krista dives deep with us into exploring how to do a wellness check on ourselves, how to understand the five bodies that she's going to go into, and ultimately how to start bettering our mental, emotional, spiritual health so we can get a grip on our wellness. So stay tuned for this incredible episode. Hello, hello, my dearest Krista. How are you? Hello. I'm so good. Jess, thank you for having me on your show. Uh, I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. We were just chatting about all the things uh, right before this. So I'm really excited to like bring all of your essence and your experience and just the you that I just absolutely adore and love into the show. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, you make me smile. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I want to start with just kind of chatting a little bit into like your life. I know that you, I mean, I were such great friends, so I kind of know the ins and outs, but like, could you tell us a little bit about like who you are and really how you got into like functional medicine,
1: integrative health? Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll try to give you the brief synopsis cause it's a long, <laughs> a long journey. <laughs> but, um, yeah, as, as you mentioned, I am an integrative health practitioner, uh, work one-on-one with clients in, uh, chronic illness and trauma healing. And it was a pain to purpose journey for me. So I started out in the professional dance community and, um, definitely battled a lot mentally and emotionally with eating disorders and, you know, negative body image and expectations. And so I started there and getting into some somatic movement work and exploring DMT dance movement therapy as a means to, um, try to heal myself and use dance more so as my medicine, rather than it Mm -hmm. making me more and more mentally sick. And, um, right around that same time, I, I suffered a TBI traumatic brain injury and, um, had always had kind of weird sporadic symptoms, injuries, illnesses throughout my life. But that injury to my head, was the allopathic stress overload and pushed me into a cascade of symptoms that ultimately four years later, after chasing answers with seven different doctors landed me in a diagnosis of chronic Lyme disease. So uh, along those four years, definitely, uh, had to educate myself a lot and learned a lot about, you know, personal advocacy with your health and totally learn about all of the different conditions they thought that I had. along the way and immersing myself in that knowledge. So, yeah, so I did some, uh, you know, health coaching certification and some advanced gut healing and all of that education and, uh, pursued a master's in integrative health. And here we are just getting into, um, some interesting ways of healing the body, both, you know, mind body connection and some, some interesting approaches to testing as well.
0: Yeah. And did you end up getting all these certifications to essentially help yourself first or when did you kind of find more of this like purpose to help others? Yeah,
1: for sure. So I think that, I think that in some ways it, it kind of always starts with us. Like the, you know, if I could just learn more then I can heal myself. And so Mm -hmm. that's definitely how it started for me, especially in my relationship with food and nutrition. I thought like, if I can be the expert, then I will have a better relationship with food. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's actually a lie. That's not true. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You have to do a ton of other work around that, but it definitely did start like that for me. And then it continued when I realized, um, you know, we have this innate, instinct, I think when something's not right in us. And if we haven't stumbled upon the answer yet, we know deep down that something's missing. And I had that something's missing feeling for three and a half years before I finally got my answer. And that feeling pushed me and pushed me and pushed me to keep educating myself because I was like, well, darn, if nobody's going to figure out what's wrong with me, I'm going to figure out what's wrong with me and I'm going to figure out how to fix it. So, you know, of course, along that, that path of just learning and growing, I was totally inspired to help others, especially as certain things were rectified and healed. Um, you know, along the way I was progressively healing my mental, emotional state and felt empowered to help others in on, you know, climbing that mountain while I was still figuring out what the heck's going on in my body. So there was definitely a turning of the key when I transitioned over from just kind of the somatic work to getting into the chronic illness field Mm -hmm. and how that impacted the types of, uh, ways that I felt empowered to serve others and help others heal. Mm, I love that.
0: I think that, so often there's two parts. One part, I think you're right, it always starts with us, like mm-hmm. you know, especially someone who is of service or who's someone who wants to lead from their purpose. It, it usually is from a place that you were at and you feel so empowered within yourself to help other people, you yeah. know, empower themselves and whatever dynamic that looks like. Um, and I think the second part is that. When we talk about holistic healing and we talk about alternative ways of working with the body, I, I really wanted to bring this conversation with you here because I think so often that we're so used to going to the doctor and like putting a band-aid on things and not really like doing that deeper dive. I know that you mentioned self-advocacy and, and that's really advocating for your own health, knowing mm-hmm. like there's something deeper here. Um, and I think it's just so important to really bring a new awareness of all spectrums of your life and how that's all playing into who you are and the energy that you have and, and like whatever these illnesses are. And, um, I'd love to just like, ask you a little bit about what are some of the experiences that you've had maybe within yourself or within, your clients that have, you know, that people can like start looking into for themselves to like really take a bigger, bigger picture of what's going on. Because I think when we go for our physicals and we get our Mm -hmm. blood work, and everything's like, okay, it's really sometimes, but you're feeling off. And, And what are some of the things that like you see within others that like they should kind of really
1: open their mind to like taking a deeper dive? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think the first thing goes back to that instinct is I'm getting a lot of clients coming to me going, you know, I've had my labs run, I've had a GI map, I've had a stool test. I still don't feel right. I saw your story. I saw your page. I saw the testing that you do. And I want to go deeper. I want to go deeper with answers. And that was definitely something for me. Um, I had to go an unconventional route because something that we don't understand oftentimes in terms of testing, which you and I were just talking a little bit about this, but you know, when we're looking at blood chemistry or we're looking at a standard, let's say stool sample, you're getting readings on, you know, the biochemistry of things that are already in those systems that are already pushed into the bloodstream or pushed into the gastrointestinal tract and out, you know, into the stool. And what we're not seeing is all of the potential infections, whether it's a virus, a a bacteria, a parasite, a fungus that's in a deeper tissue via your liver or your pancreas or your lungs or your lymphatic system. We're not seeing those things. And, And oftentimes, unfortunately, for people who have been on a long haul journey, those toxins Are buried in those tissues. They're not out to play in the bloodstream or being flushed out through the stool. So you're not seeing them in like traditional testing. Exactly. You can't see them in traditional testing. So you know, that's, that is definitely an indicator. You need to go deeper. If you don't feel right. And you've been to the standard, you know, testing routes and you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Everything looks great. Maybe your vitamin D is a little off. Maybe you're a little bit anemic or, you know, your cholesterol is slightly high, but you're still in range, no worries. Mm. And, you know, it's like, well, well now, now maybe just, you need to go see a therapist because it's all in your head. Right. So this mm. is kind of like the loop that we're running. Um, and that's not to say that there's not a mind body connection. Cause most certainly there is, but there's always an underlying reason. There's always an underlying root cause and we're just dismissing it most of the time in, you know, traditional conventional testing methods.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I just got, um, a physical for the first time. I don't remember ever getting it before and, um, everything came back fine. I feel Mm -hmm. fine. I mean, I know that you and I've talked about, like, I've, I've always struggled with digestive issues and I have like a little, like a couple of the supplements you've given me Mm -hmm. that have helped, I think almost like kind of put a bandaid on things for now. Um, but I, I want to go deeper because I I've, you know i've gone to the uh gastroenterologist and i've done the stool marker sample whatever all that stuff mm-hmm. right and they're like here they like i i think it's so interesting because i don't know if anybody listening has has had this experience but i giggle about it now because they <laughs> they literally gave me a medication for idiopathic chronic constipation. And if anybody doesn't know what idiopathic means, it means they don't know why I have chronic, chronic constipation, but here's a fucking pill for it. And I literally was like, they make, they make (laughs) a medication for, I don't know what's wrong with you. Here you go. And it was, it was so crazy. I will say, it did help a little bit and then my old nutritionist back in the day gave me this like uh colostrum which i had no idea what it was at the yeah, time yeah colostrum
1: was so good
0: colostrum yeah and it was really helpful and i started taking that and i was able to wean mm-hmm. myself off of that constipation medication stupid medication um <laughs> for we don't know why you have a problem here you go bye and um and it was just so interesting because i i think that as we are collectively, you know, gaining more consciousness. We're getting more awareness of ourselves, how we're responding. And we're going to get into the mental and emotional state in a minute. But I think it's so interesting because the more that I gain awareness and consciousness of my own self and my body, I start to like wonder like the types of food that we're eating, if that's playing a role and like disease and all of this. And I think there's just so many people that just don't necessarily understand the, the deeper dive and like how this all works as far as like detoxing and stuff like that. So, um, Krista, I'd love if like, maybe you could go through like some experiences that you've had with like how that process works and like, and not where to start per se, but yeah, like how the process works as far as like you know, the protocols you give people for like symptoms, like maybe like the, like severe fatigue and things of that sort that I'm sure a lot of us deal with from time to time. So it's like, how do we, Oh, here's a great question. And take note of this as well is like, how do we kind of do that self wellness check on ourselves? If we're not maybe fully experiencing chronic
1: illnesses all the time, like someone that's more apparent would for sure. Yeah. So let's, let's start with this, I guess. Um, there's so much to, there's so much to say in response to that, but I think that, I mean, going back to your example of like, here's a medication for chronic constipation. We don't know why. One of the most common things that I see when a client comes to me is I've been diagnosed with IBS and anxiety and Mm. I'm on an antidepressant. This is like probably the most common case that I get. And I mean, first of all, like if you've been diagnosed with IBS, I'm so sorry but like it's bullshit. It's not a root cause. It's a cover up of your bowels are inflamed and we don't know why.
0: Yeah. And then they
1: blame it on your anxiety. It's like, well, you've just got emotional psychosomatic symptoms in your gut. And yeah, like are the emotions playing a part in it? Absolutely, but what's what's the neurotoxin or what's the toxin in the gut because you've got an inseparable body mind connection via your vagus nerve. So of course your emotions are going to affect your guts and vice versa. Any gut infections also go into affect your mind. So when a client comes with these symptoms and you know, when I'm doing an intake and I'm going through the questions, I'm not just asking you about physical symptoms. I'm asking you about you know, mental, emotional states as well. I'm asking you about your relationships. I'm asking you about your environment. So we're going through all of these things. I'm asking you about sleep because the types of testing that we do, um, the practitioner and I, that we kind of facilitate at the beginning and middle and end of this process, we're not only testing the cellular DNA of the physical body, but we're also testing protocols and symptoms against all five Bodies, right? So, we're testing it against the physical, the chemical, the emotional, the energetic, and the spiritual. Mm. And you know, all five of those symptoms or systems of the body, those matter. Those matter, and we're not taking them into account usually when we're going through traditional protocols. So, at the beginning, we're running um, a bioenergetic DNA. Uh, scan, which is a frequency based technology by a German technology company. And it's 95 to 98% accurate, non-invasive testing can be done at a distance. So a client will send their DNA sample via their hair to us and we'll run, you know, body, a full body initial scan. Mm. And I'm seeing, I'm not looking at All of the words for inflammation, because a bunch of, you know, you can say itises or enteritis, right? Anything itis just means inflammation. I'm not looking at those things, which is usually where we stop in conventional Mm -hmm. medicine, is we're stopping at what's inflamed? Let's give you an anti-inflammatory. Well, what's causing the inflammation in the first place? That's what we care about. So I'm looking for viruses, bacteria, parasites, funguses, or other types of maybe a hormone imbalance even that what's throwing your hormone off. Right. Right. I'm looking at that. I'm pulling those main infections out. So maybe somebody's starting with like, I, I recently had a client journey through, you know, she started with like 17 infections down to three mm, and symptoms wow. resolve. So people want a very like causal, like here's my symptom and here's exactly why, you know, what's going on. And it's not always as black and white as that there's mm-hmm. usually two or three main issues that we see, whether it's you know viruses or somebody's main issue is parasites or something like that. But we're taking those main issues and then we're testing all five systems of the body against the client's DNA and our remedy library and our services to say, what is the approach that is most beneficial to you And how can we support all of those systems of your body to bring together the healing of both the body and the mind, as far as supplements and services goes. And then of course there is the emotional work on top of that, but that's sort of how we get somebody started when they come to us, we're testing the protocol and we're also testing foods against their DNA. Mm -hmm. So this kind of gives us a really well-rounded idea of what's going on. And then what's the most accelerated route to healing for that particular client based on their DNA.
0: Mm, Oh my gosh. So many things. I I took some notes. I I think that's just so powerful because something I want to dive into first is you mentioned the five bodies Mm -hmm. and could you kind of go more into depth in, in honor and acknowledge why it's so important that we look at more than the symptom itself. When we talk about the five bodies that were the five systems that you mentioned.
1: Absolutely. So, you know, each of these bodies kind of govern different parts and pieces of your body. And so that's a little bit easier to understand kind of when we can say, okay, the physical governs this, the chemical governs that, right? So physical, Thinking, we're thinking like musculoskeletal, neurological, fascia. So, any type of like body work, right? And a lot of times, the physical that's imbalanced, this client's going to do really well with maybe some therapeutic massage or chiropractic, some kind of physical manipulation of those systems of the body and then chemical, which is gastrointestinal cardiovascular, any type of organ-based testing. Mm-hmm. When we are doing traditional testing, the, the chemical, we're working biochemistry, right? We're working with biochemistry. This is where conventional testing usually stops. Ah, is just that body, the chemical, because thinking about like, you know, cardiovascular, obviously we're testing blood and then gastrointestinal, a lot of times we're testing stool or mm-hmm. we're testing urine. and And of course, if you're doing some kind of, um, like imaging, you're also, you'd also be including the physical in that, right? Like an X-ray or an MRI or CAT scan, things like that. Um, the emotional is it's internal and external, you know, pain, pleasure, gain, loss, all of the emotional things that get stored up in our bodies. Like our cells are impacted by our emotional body. So
0: it's like, they say like stress, stress is like the number one killer because You can actually, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I've I've heard that like stress can actually create diseases and create symptoms. It can create like so many things going on in your body that that will manifest physically, yeah. which is is crazy because it's 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 literally just something dysregulated in your nervous system that is is creating a physical manifestation.
1: Totally, yeah, spot on there. And I think the easiest way. I think the easiest way to imagine this is kind of like the bucket theory. So if we think about there being a bucket and the bucket is representing the cells, um, capacity of an allopathic stress load and then allopathic, um, like the body's ability to handle stress. So like the, almost like the immune system's threshold, think of it like that. Right. So it's like the bucket, this is the body's capacity of stress. So we put, we dump like a little, you know, I don't know, like chemicals from our conventional produce in there. We dump our personal products. We dump our, um, you know, viruses and bacteria. We dump some parasites in there and then the, um, you know, something happens emotionally. We lose a job. We, uh, have a breakup. We go through something really hard We're depressed or something, and it overflows the bucket. And so Mm -hmm. because your body's been managing all of the toxicity that's been going on underneath, it only takes that one thing, whether it's an emotional, physical, chemical, spiritual, energetic stress to overflow the bucket. And that's when we see symptoms. So if, if you are somebody who are, who's like kind of like, Hmm. I'm a little like, how could my, I don't know, how can my emotions cause this cascade of symptoms that seems a little far-fetched? It's really just the trigger that overflowed the bucket. It's not necessarily the sole root cause. There was mm-hmm. always something underneath of, you know, whether it's the physical or the emotional that caused that overflow. There's always something underneath of that.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Because if we think about it, we always want to get back to homeostasis, like that mm-hmm. balance. And I I fully believe that. I think that there's always something underneath the the symptom itself. Mm-hmm. And um, and something that I wanted to also chat into is like, I know that you mentioned the vagus nerve a few times. And could you tell us a little bit more about the vagus nerve and how that plays a role into illness?
1: Totally. So the vagus nerve, this is like my favorite topic to talk about, by the way, (laughs) I love this topic. I know that, you know, that I love this topic, but the vagus nerve is your longest nerve in your body. It is essentially like a bridge from your, your mind into your gut. And it innervates every major organ of your body. So Mm -hmm. it's like this communication highway between your brain and you know your heart your lungs your liver your gut your pancreas all these things and it also has feedback so things can go from the top down or the bottom up which means that whether it's a toxin in the gut that caused a mental health issue or a toxic thought that caused a gut issue. It doesn't matter. Both of those things are going to be affected. So Mm. we need to address both. We need to address the biochemical imbalance and the neurological pathway that formed an emotional coping mechanism around that imbalance of the body. So when you have poor vagal tone, you uh, have kind of less of a stress resiliency or, um, what, what tends to happen is the body will stay in fight or flight longer than it actually needed to. And if you have a high vagal tone and things are, you know, more, a little bit more resilient, as far as that, that nerves tonality goes, you actually can jump out of fight or flight more efficiently. And that will lower the allopathic stress load on your body. Right. Because when we are stressed, our cortisol shoots up, it's good for temporary experiences, right? That's like your, I'm being chased by a lion type Mm -hmm. of a hormone that floods your body, but you don't want to stay there longer than necessary. So eventually, um, you know, that staying in that fight or flight is going to cause more damage, more inflammation to your body. And the quicker you can get out of that via the health and the tonality of the vagus nerve, the better off your body's going to be at handling um, you know, acute stressors and preventing them from turning into chronic stressors.
0: So how do we affect the tonality of our vagus nerve? We want it to be higher. Yeah. Is that correct. Okay. So how do we do we that? Do.
1: Yeah. And I mean, sometimes we don't want it to be hypertoned, right? Because then mm-hmm. we're going to be jumping around like crazy, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> you can tell if you can tell the, um, tonality or the the state of health of your vagus nerve a few different ways. The first uh the first one is actually your gag reflex. So if you have a really low gag reflex, you've probably got to tone up the vagus nerve a little bit.
0: Uh mm-hmm. if you have a
1: super high gag reflex, um you're either you're you're good or if it's like super high to the point where it's kind of like irritating, like you gag often, that's that's not good. You're probably a little bit hypertoned. Um but essentially what you want to look for is if you were to poke the back of your back of your throat with a toothbrush, that you would have a reflex to that. Okay. The other way that you can test it is heart rate variability. So low, um, HRV is usually connected to low vagal tone, high HRV connected to higher vagal tone. So we want decent HRV, which is shown to be, you know, widespread over various, you know, beneficial health markers, um, and then the last thing is simply, you know, your reflexes in your body. So if you are to go to like your well visit, and I don't know, I just remember being a little kid and being tapped with one of those little yes <laughs> little, on my knee. Yeah. I call it like the knee hammer. Um yeah. <laughs> there's an actual name for it. But um for I'll give you my own example. When I had my TBI, I knocked my atlas and axis, which are the top two vertebrae and the ones that really, um, like protect that vagus nerve. I knocked them off to the point to cause so much vagal nerve damage that I had no reflexes in my knees. Oh my God. Yeah. So your reflexes in your body, um, musculoskeletally speaking are also a, a component of that vagal nerve.
0: Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that could be like a really great way for, anyone to kind of test their wellness in a way, Mm -hmm. right. To see if something's off. Yeah. And something that I wanted to definitely dive into too, is like, you know, and just to give a background for everybody, Krista and I both got the same certification in parts Mm -hmm. of memory work. So we work with clients on a subconscious um, emotional level with clients who have distraught traumas that come up, little T, big T, and they kind of get stuck in the the memories. And that's what's still causing and manifesting into their daily life of whatever that is taking Mm -hmm. uh, a place up. Um, And I would love to kind of dive in with you on how does the mental, emotional, role play into, in our traumas from, from yeah. our past, how does that play a role into our illnesses and like our wellness of our body? And how do you work with, with people in that level to kind of like mitigate the symptoms that they're having? I think it's just so profound.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> yes. Well, just to go back, cause I want to make sure that um, if anybody's wondering how to tone up the vagus nerve that I just Ooh, yes. go through a few ways to do that. Um, just to finish up that little topic, but if you're looking to tone up your vagus nerve, some really good ways to do that. Um, gargling is fantastic. Um, singing or humming. So anything that's stimulating the back of that throat, um, Mm.
0: you know, (laughs) laughter
1: is great. (laughs) Laughter is really awesome. Cold exposure, cold therapy. So like a cold plunge, um, an ice bath, even turning your shower to cold water for the last 30 seconds to two to three minutes of your shower is extremely beneficial, Um, deep breathing. uh, So any type of breath work, yoga, meditation, massage, anything that's putting you into that parasympathetic. um, Those are just a few ways to tone up also like tapping. So emotional freedom technique, tapping Mm -hmm. is also a great way to do that. So um, that's a little bit on that, but to get to your uh, question about kind of the mental, emotional affecting the physical, this is, I think the, so when, when I was, actively healing from my Lyme disease, the doctor that I, I will say over and over again, saved my life told Mm -hmm. me this, this part of healing is what gets clients across the finish line is that mental Mm -hmm. emotional aspect of any trauma stored up in the body, because you have such strong, the mind is so strong and any emotional attachments that formed as a response of kind of the survival mode state that your physical body has to be in when it's unwell those those get locked in like your body wants to protect you from all of the pain and all of the um you know imbalance that's going on and so while a lot of times it feels like our bodies are working against us or that oh my mind's stuck in the past even though my body is you know healing up really that's a protection mechanism that your body is so smart. It knows that when you're in an acute phase of trauma, whether it's physical or emotional, if it were to flood you with all of those, you know, emotional implications of the situation, it would overflow your nervous system. It would be so overwhelming. So, um, you know, we have to go back and address those things, but we, we see this in a ton of different ways. So I kind of some fun examples, I think (laughs) could be like, let's take something, let's take somebody, I had a client that came to me. Uh, we were working we were exploring a little bit, both, you know, emotionally and uh, physically. And she was communicating to me that, you know, she always felt like she was the oldest sibling. She had to always do things a certain, a certain way. And, um, you know, that she felt like she kind of grew up really fast. You know, Mm. she was kind of this performance based mentality and we got down to the roots of, you know, kind of where that was coming from. But some questions that I asked her in terms of the physical body, I said, do you, do you ever have any trouble with your knees in particular, your right knee? Did you have any right knee pain kind of growing up or even now? She said, actually, yeah. Like I always had, um, like runner's knee and I never knew why, and it always was in my right knee. Mm. And that was actually attached to, her feeling like she had to perform to receive her father's approval because that but you know- wait, let's stop for a second because yeah <laughs> I, I've had this
0: told to me from my acu- my old acupuncturist uh-huh. how there's certain parts of our body and trauma can live in certain parts of our body, right or it can be like manifested. Mm-hmm. before we go d- deeper into that that uh, situation with your client, Tell everyone listening, cause everyone's probably like, how did you just magically <laughs> know their right <laughs> knee was affected from this trauma wound? How do you pinpoint those things in, um, in the body or like, is that like, yeah. How do you, can anybody do that? Or is that just somebody
1: that's trained to know? And what is that? For sure. Yeah. So it's not anything psychic or, <laughs> or woo or magic or anything like that. I'm not, you know, reading her mind or anything like that. Um, essentially like our organs are and our, our organs and our tissues are emotional. So to give a few examples, we just talked about the vagus nerve, right. In uh, TCM traditional Chinese medicine, which was a huge part of my graduate education and research, um, you know, in the integrative medicine program, was, uh, looking at, you know, what emotions are connected to your organs and different tissues of your body. So a couple of these, like the liver is connected to fear mm. the kid, or excuse me, livers connected to anger. Kidneys are connected to fear. Your pancreas is related to how you feel about yourself. Um, wow. you know, bladder being a part of the kidney connection can also be kind of like um, you know, uh, fear and anxiety as well. Like think about a little kid when they're nervous, they usually have to go pee <laughs> Yeah. Right. or, um, like the, the gut and the, that gut instinct, um, be connected to like your intuition and how you feel about yourself. Usually when we have that, like kind of poor self-esteem or we're feeling, that's why they say like, listen yeah. to your gut. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Listen to your gut. And then as far as like the musculoskeletal things, I knew her knee because, um, t- so typically if there's like a foot or ankle altercation or imbalance, it's an inability to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a knee, a knee manifestation is typically anything performance-based, uh, anything with the hands typically is like an indication of some kind of control. And then the back is like not feeling supported.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: you know, we kind of take a, 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 step back and we look at those things. And then we also, according to TCM divide the body into the feminine and the masculine side, the right side being the masculine or the yang. And then the left side being the feminine or the yin, we can often see like, Oh, okay, well, you know, this person, I can see this pattern. And so I already had an indication. I was like, okay, it's on the right side of her body. She's telling me all about these ways that she felt like she had to perform as a kid. And I'm going to take a long shot here and ask about her right knee to see if we can get to dad without me directly being like, is this a daddy issue Yeah, (laughs) kind of peeling back, which it always goes back, you know, you know, Jess, it always goes back to our parents and all of our parents just, uh, we all have our stuff. And this is our journey to unpack the ways that our childhood, you know, things have affected us, whether it was big T or little T, like you said, but, um, kind of taking like a side door into getting to the root of that via looking at the whole picture of her body and not Mm. just, you know, diving headfirst into like trying to um, uncover the intricacies. Like we want to use the information that the body is giving us to help us get to the root of whatever it is that we're unpacking rather than trying to toil our minds and run around until we, until we get there.
0: Mm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's I thought it was so, I, I, you know, and I'm somebody too. And, you know, I think a lot of our listeners are very open-minded. I mean, I talk about so many things on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, You kind of have to be open-minded to continue listening. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Uh, um, But I I think it's, I think it's so, I think it's so fascinating because when I was going to acupuncture, Mm -hmm. um, I was originally going to, I was getting up birth control, like what, three years, two and a half, three years Mm -hmm. ago. And I was just so afraid that like my, my skin was going to freak out and, and, um, bring out an acne. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to like, kind of go. And my, my good friend recommended this place in Venice. Um, and I also was kind of like having her check kind of my gut. And so she was kind of throwing these terms out like, Oh, does this hurt? Does this hurt? Okay. Like you're, you're, you're more, you're more damp and like your kidneys and this, and I'm just like, what the hell is she talking about? You know, but when she kind of broke it down a little bit into like the dividing of the bodies of the masculine and the feminine and how, um, you know, the way that they um, categorize things and study medicine is around like the mental and emotional. And I think for all of us, even if you're a little bit skeptical at this moment, asking yourself like if you've ever been so stressed that you've manifested a cold or you've been so stressed um, you've gotten sick because of you were like afraid to show up for an interview or a meeting or something and something just happened to happen that you didn't need to do that stuff. You know, I I really do believe that everything is in our mind and not saying that we're delusional or crazy, but I'm just saying like, I do think things can manifest emotionally and mentally. Um, and come out physically. So I think it's just really profound that, you know, the research that you've done and the education and also like the continuous clients that have gone to you and you're like, has, you know, it's kind of, it's almost like we can relate that back to the chakras. And when I'm working with a client, like with breath work or working with a client, um, for parts of memory, like I always ask them, like, what are they feeling in their body? The Mm -hmm. somatic Component of that because it it's so interesting because everything can take us back to an experience or a memory. Yeah. So I think it's really powerful to kind of connect everything into the space of every everything affects everything. Mm-hmm. So it, it's so powerful to just hear that you know all of this work is really all around like those five bodies: the mental, the emotional, the chemistry, the
1: the spiritual. And I forget the other two, I think you mentioned, um, yeah, energetic and, uh, chemical. I think that yes might've been the last two, but yeah, you're so right. And like, so this is why I don't have a client go through a detox without some sort of emotional support, whether it's through myself or if they're already working with a therapist or a coach or something, then sure. We'll modify the program, but the, that neuroemotional work is part of the program because, you know, if I, if I'm having somebody do, let's say a detox and we're working a lot on their liver and midway through, they're like, I feel so ragey and I'm angry and all these things Mm. are happening. You're going to purge out the emotional attachments to that liver Mm. imbalance. And so if I leave you feeling unsupported, that's going to cause your body to go back into that fight or flight. I don't, I don't want that for my client. I want them to feel safe. And I want them to feel like they can actually filter through and purge out the emotional attachments that, are connected to any type of toxicity in the body. And so when somebody, we would see this all the time in the functional medicine office, when um, somebody would go through a detox, they would often have like huge life changes that would accompany that. Whether it was, you know, some kind of, like a lot of times we would see um, things be eliminated out of their life, whether it was like a career change or a relationship shift or something big that played into their emotional health and well being but always for their greatest and highest good. Even if it was a hard thing to process through these shifts would happen because it's literally impossible to disconnect the body and the mind.
0: Mm-hmm. And you have to work with them together.
1: That's Absolutely. so, important. so yeah. important.
0: Wow. That that's really profound. And yeah, that just kind of takes me back to the work that you know, I do with the, with the chakra system and, um, you know, really feeling into our body because our body stores so much trauma too. So like pushing that, not pushing, wrapping all of that up into this fact of like, you know, really asking yourself, you know, if there are anything, any symptoms that you're feeling, any, um, discomfort and, and just really, I think kind of being more gentle with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like what I'm getting from this, this conversation is like, be more gentle with like the way that I talk to myself and be more, Mm. be more mindful of the stress that I'm putting on my body, because I don't want to create a physical experience from the stress that I'm under because it's like, we can feel the cortisol, like shoot, up within us. And a lot of us and a lot of my clients have experienced and and deal with high anxiety. So it's like, can you like imagine living in that state every day? There's gonna be some type of physical experience that's coming yeah. out from that anxiety. So it's just really being more cognizant, I think, and aware. And something that you know, I would love to like wrap this up with is like, what are some of the things that like us listening here yeah. could like take away and like kind of do like kind of like a wellness check on ourselves even if we're not experiencing like legitimate chronic illnesses like what are some of the things that we can kind of look into to say like hey like maybe need to dive deeper in this part of my life
1: for sure yeah well i think kind of the a blanket statement of like who needs to detox is the answer is everybody because we live in a toxic world and so if you haven't done a major like functional medicine detox everybody would benefit from that. And then okay. typically, you know, after you do kind of that big initial flush doing a quarterly, like liver reset, that's either, you know, a week or two, some of them are like 21 days long, just something that's like a quick little tune up with the seasons mm. to change over. Like your, your liver is like your body's vacuum filter. And so if you don't change the bag, eventually the vacuum stops cleaning up the stuff on the floor. Right.
0: Yeah. So
1: we need to do that little that little cleanse after we've done, you know, a guided well, um, you know, kind of thought out to your personal needs, thorough detox. That's a great way to do like a little bit of a cleanup. The other ways, you know, kind of just checking in with things that we've normalized. Like if you are a woman and you experience like heavy periods or painful periods or bad PMS, that's been like, oh, that's normal. I always feel like really bloated. And I always have like a day that feels emotionally catastrophic right before I get my period. But that's normal for me. Mm. That is not normal. (laughs) There's stuff going on underneath of that. If you have a low energy slump in the afternoon, you find yourself getting headaches a lot. You're always bloated after you eat. Oh, don't worry. Bloat's normal. Everybody gets bloated where it's like kind of, and you know, there's a, there's a fine line here and I want to be careful not to like cross it between like the body acceptance community. That's like normalizing. I look like I'm, you know, three months pregnant after I eat type of a thing where Mm -hmm. yeah, whatever you look like, like you, we want you to love yourself. However, that's not normal. You shouldn't be bloating to that extent where it's like, you can't suck your stomach and it might be painful after you eat. Yeah. That's not normal. Um, the other things to look at are really like, not probably not things that you would think to be, um, physical, but like anxiety, depression, OCD, um, tendencies of like self-sabotage or ADHD. All of these things are symptoms of either a gut imbalance or neurotoxicity or parasitic infection, something that's a deeper pathogen to look underneath. So like if anxiety is your only symptom and you've been going to therapy for 10 years and you're like, well, I guess I'm just always going to be in therapy because this never gets better for me. And I'm just blaming Mm -hmm. myself because apparently I haven't thought positively enough. That's mm-hmm. probably not true. You probably have a toxin that is causing a cascade of anxiety. So you know, looking into it that way, if you're just dealing with those types of symptoms, you're like, mm, I always get ankle pain in the winter, or I'm always uh, having having trouble sleeping. I can't fall asleep at night. I just have insomnia, and my mind's always running, racing thoughts. Just these little things. It doesn't, like you said, have to be this catastrophic chronic illness, chronic symptom thing, but paying attention to the little things in life that indicate that you are suboptimal. And even the, even the inability to emotionally regulate, like that Mm -hmm. is a sign that something is off in your body. That's causing you to not be able to have self-sovereignty over your emotional body. And you may need to look deeper into that.
0: Wow. Yeah. I I think that's so powerful because I think a lot of us you know, one that you said everyone needs to detox, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's so, that's so important. And like going into like the foods that we eat, the quality of food that we eat can yeah. definitely pay, play a role into how we're feeling mentally, emotionally, physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I think that can be a whole separate conversation around the types of the reading, the processing and all totally. of that. Like I'm trying to be so much more mindful of like what I'm putting into my body yeah. because you never know what that's actually doing in your body. Um, but I think like high level, just really creating more awareness for yourself. If those are anything, any, any symptoms for your, that are really pinging into the, the wellness of yourself, the suboptimal. And I think that, you know, honestly, as a society, we've kind of gotten to a place where we're like, okay, this is just kind of settling for ourselves, like at all capacities, like well, I had a good day today, or like, oh, well, I get really bloated and I feel like this on my period. That's just normal for me. I just take a
1: whole day off work. Like, I just pop four Advil and I'm fine. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's crazy. I had a yeah. boss that would, she would have to take two days off work every single month. Yeah. And it's like, I've never could imagine taking off work for a period, but it's like we've just normalized the suboptimal living. Yep. And I think that if, if there's anything that, you know, you could take away from this podcast, it's just ultimately like really taking deeper dive and saying, like, even if like you're, like you said, the fatigue, the anxiety, the ADHD, the ADD, like all of those things are not, we don't need to like move forward with this umbrella of normalization in the Western society, in the culture that we like, we live in that, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're just constantly being fed into that. And I think the more that we can step out of that, if you want to call it breaking the matrix, sure, go for it. Um, But if we can start taking ourselves out of that and actually like really doing this, like mental, emotional, spiritual, physical wellness check on ourselves and saying like, maybe this is not how i'm supposed to be living like maybe there's more to this yeah and there's more to the way that i'm feeling and i'm already getting like super hyped up because i'm thinking of all these different <laughs> things of just like not living like the suboptimal life mm-hmm. you know and um i i think that that's something that we can all take away from this is just like really taking that time to do yourself a favor for the longevity of your health yeah. of your life of your emotional regulation your nervous system your fulfillment, your passions, all of that, like it all is connected. And I think the more that we can, we can take a deeper dive and, and really get real with ourselves and honest, like, I think that we can all really assess that there are some parts in our life that need to be revisited and back into alignment.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's like a really good point of, you know, we feel really excited because we value health a lot, but for somebody who's like, well, I'm good enough. And I like to live my life. And I like to just, whatever, I don't have time for this, your toxins, like making the decision to optimize your health is not just about you. It is about future generations. It's about the people around you and the impact that you get to have when you live in full vibrancy of your physical body here, like toxins stay in, in cells for four generations, that wow. includes, that includes your neurotoxins. Like that includes your toxic thoughts that, wow. you know, it's being passed I down. Wow. So, yeah. you know, there's, yeah, there's, there is a genetic component because things can get passed down, but there's an epigenetic component of the expression of these diseased states in the body. And so by you making the choice to optimize your health, you are affecting four generations down. And I think that is an amazing deeper why for somebody who's scratching their head going, I don't really know if this is worth it for me. Trust me, it's worth it. And if you're in a place where you're like, mm, not really sure if it's worth it, it, you deserve to feel optimal and you deserve to live out your purpose in, in full capacity. Like you're not, you're not able to function and thrive and make your greatest impact. The reason why you're put on this earth if you're living in a suboptimal state of being. And so if not for you, who are you going to do it for, for the people around you and for future generations? Oof. Well, fuck. <laughs> Leave <laughs> it on that now because that doesn't make you really spin
0: your wheels and I don't know what will. Wow. That's so it's just it's just powerful to like even recognize like it's just bigger than you. Yeah. And um taking care of your body is just so unbelievably important. Mm-hmm. And it just, I'm gonna come back to that that saying, everything affects everything. It does. And when you're not thriving or at least working on Parts of the piece of your, like, I call it like the wheel of life, right? You have all these different areas in your life. And if you're not working on one part that needs some TLC, then it's, it's going to affect and pour into other parts. I mean, it's, it's energetic alignment. It's, Mm -hmm. it's honoring your integrity to yourself. And I I know that for a damn fact, all of us could work better on our health. And, um, I'm sure we, I mean, I, I deal with anxiety sometimes, and then I have also a gut issue that I've had for 20 years. So when I look at those two things, like I know I would definitely benefit from, from detoxing and, and really taking a deeper dive because no one's been able to really tell me what's going on with my gut. And that could be playing a significant role into my anxiety, 100%. So it's just so powerful to really, Hone in on everything is so deeply connected and keep advocating for yourself. Don't stop getting answers. And if you don't feel like something is sitting right with you when you go to traditional medicine, like and goading the doctor for whatever symptom that is for you, keep searching and digging yes. deep. Literally go connect with Krista because she will help you get back to 100%. And, and really, recognizing what your are hundred percent is, you know, I don't think yeah. a lot of us even know what that even looks like, but thinking, uh, bigger than your environment, thinking bigger of like what is around you can really help you. I think get to that next level of yourself and that evolution, that shedding, whatever that is for you, that's going to help you be
1: the best you that you can be like, Oh, yeah, well absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just, it's, It's a process that I think, uh, you know, if you are on the fence to do it, like you've got it, you've got to just do it. And, um, I know I would be more than happy to support. I also have, um, you know, we have, we have three minds on every client case. So, We're working collectively as a team behind the scenes through the testing process and the protocol process just to make sure that you feel supported and you're optimized in all those different areas because for me personally, having somebody who I felt like was behind me all the way and was also listening to my concerns and listening to what I intuitively felt like was off or the missing pieces was so important and that's the experience I hope to be providing for the clients who are working with me now is that they feel supported and, and that they feel like we've got them covered. Like we're checking all of the things <laughs> we're looking yeah. at all the things, including the things that maybe a, a previous practitioner, doctor, nutritionist coach, etc., cetera, maybe hasn't considered before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So, so, so much. Um, and then, you know, Krista, where can we connect with you? Like, what is, um, are you working on anything right now
1: with as far as like programs or yeah, like how do we, how do we get in touch with you? Awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my social media links, I think are in the show notes, but you can reach out to me on Instagram. You can book through Instagram or through my website. Um, you know, if you're also just kind of curious, you have more questions, shooting me an email or a DM is totally fine as well. If you're like, how does this work? I want to know more information. We jump on a phone consult. We run through all the things with you. Um, and then, you know, I have programs that we will work one-on-one together to get you optimized going through the testing, working with myself and, uh, the practitioners that assist me in your particular case and then I also have a, a group offer program coming up. It's the first time that I'm doing this but I'm I'm teaching um, self-directed parts integration work so basically the neuro-emotional method and kind of putting it in your hands whether you want to implement it for a chronic, emotional pattern or a chronic physiological symptom. And you're dealing with like chronic pain or chronic fatigue or headaches, teaching you how to do that in a self-directed way. So that's something that I have coming up as well on October 3rd. And you can find more information about that on, um, usually Instagram's the best way to, to see what's going on, but Instagram, the website, Facebook, et cetera, which I think is all in the show notes, show notes. So happy to connect with anybody who has questions about testing or working with me. I'd love to be in conversation with you.
0: Oh, thank you so much. And what a beautiful day. Cause that's my birthday.
1: Oh, yay. yay! Jess, <laughs> thank you so much for having me on here. It's just always a pleasure Aww. to talk with you. I love it. <laughs> Ryan lives in the background, but you just have a, a beautiful way of facilitating conversation. So thank you for inviting me. Oh, thank you so much, Krista. Have a great one. Talk to you
0: soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of flip the switch on life. Please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you appreciate the show, please jump over to iTunes. Give us some stars. If you're feeling for it, write a review. And if you want to learn more about these topics that we discussed today, check out the show notes for more information. Or you can also come hang out. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. Instagram is Jessica Steph, And I will see you guys next week.